these busybodies. Marcello Clar. Clar? Claire? Clar? I'm thinking Clar. Clore? 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The dude's asking for a billion dollar bonus. Actually, two billion. And then it turned into a billion somewhere in there. But either way, what? Shot down for a two, apparently, or at least one billion dollar bonus. That's a rough day at the office. I mean... I know we did that episode recently. We're about to do an episode. We'll soon release an episode about uh, asking for more money. Imagine asking for that much more money and getting shot down. I still can't digest the billion dollar or two billion dollar ask. Now, granted, there's a lot of information that says that this guy kind of helped build out, uh, bail out SoftBank from a couple of bad investments they made, uh, including WeWork. And what was the other one? I know he had some involvement with Sprint and getting Sprint sold off because he was the CEO of Sprint for a little bit before being brought back in and being COO of the SoftBank group and then CEO of SoftBank International. Now, here's the thing is that I'd study M&A a little bit. I've never heard anybody getting paid a billion dollars because their company got acquired. And it's not even his company, right? It's like he was the CEO of a company. Like that would be an incredible buyout, right? Some sort of golden parachute to get a billion dollars, like unheard of kind of golden parachute. It's put it in perspective. I think the highest I ever heard was Nardelli when he got fired at Home Depot and he got paid $280 million or something along those lines. That was like the highest golden parachute. It would be different if it was his company that he actually owned the company and founded it and built it up, which he actually did do that at some point because he sold his original company to SoftBank a few years prior for like $1.6 billion. So what? A guy who likes billion dollar deals, right? Nothing wrong with that. He's a mover and a shaker. Mover and shaker. I mean, after your first billion, right? You know, that yeah, next billion's really easy. <laughs> what have you done for me lately, huh? <laughs> It does kind of bring to mind an interesting question regarding compensation in general and executive compensation. We often think about it in terms of raw figures, be it dollars or yens or whatever currency we're working with. But if we think about it in terms of what percentage of the money that I bring into a company am I being paid, it sort of changes the calculus a little bit. Now, it doesn't work as a model for compensation for most jobs, or at least for a lot of jobs, because many jobs, you don't produce any profit, any revenue whatsoever. In fact, you're a cost center. You cost the company money, but you're still there for obviously for a reason. So it wouldn't work that way. But according to this one analysis pushed out by the Associated Press, what he was asking for, assuming the $1 billion ask, would have been uh, 2.7%, was it, of SoftBank's 2021 uh, profit of $46 billion, I think. It's a lot of money. It's, it's not quite Apple money, but it's it's a lot of money. When you think of it that way, we don't know how much responsibility any one person could possibly have for the revenue that he's claiming responsibility for. But you know, two point seven percent of a company's overall profit—that on the surface sounds more reasonable than a billion dollars. But even then, <laughs> we this analysis that we this breaking news bulletin that we've just seen shows a comparison with other successful executives like Tim Cook from Apple, who just had the most profitable quarter in the history of anything, earning uh, 0.07%, was it, Frank? No, no, 0.0013%, yeah. Yeah. So his bonus money, 0.0013 of Apple's profitability, I think. 
here, here's what they have here. Last year, Apple's board lavished CEO Tim Cook with roughly $95 million in bonuses. And that's because the company turned a profit of $94.7 billion. So he got 0.1% of earnings last year for his bonus. Conveniently, almost exactly double, I guess. SoftBank's $46 billion there. So we do kind of have a, an interesting point of comparison. He was given $95 million, you said? which yep. equates roughly to that 0.0013%. And this guy over in Japan, he's not Japanese, but company is in Japan, asking for uh, 2.7%. Are you really worth, what is that, like 200 times what Tim Cook is worth? You know, and it goes back mm. to me that he didn't found the company. Mm -hmm. It's not something he built up. He didn't do anything particularly except get in package. Like for, for example, with uh, Sprint being sold to T-Mobile. He just got the company prepared to sell. I've never heard of an executive making a billion dollars for coming in and turning a company into something that can be prepared to be sold. Well, you haven't heard of it because it hasn't happened. That's right. Yet. The second element is that they're also crediting him with having turned the WeWork fiasco into something. But when you look at it, they actually had to, what was it, nine, $8.2 billion they had a write-off on that entire thing? Topping Vision Fund posts a $17.7 billion loss on WeWork and Uber. I mean, granted, he did manage to put WeWork into a SPAC and get it to go IPO that way or basically get traded on the market, but that's a big number. So they might have had to write off $8.2 billion or $17.7 billion. And there's a, I'm seeing a lot of different numbers of write-offs here. Um, <laughs> so it was $8.9 billion in 2019, $17.7 billion in 2020. Again, he might have come in and salvaged something from that, but a billion dollars? Here's what I think. I think on some level, he kind of thought that he had either an implicit deal. Apparently, there was some scribbled on a piece of paper uh, agreement between him and uh, Masayoshi-san, the CEO of SoftBank. Masayoshi-san famously showered WeWork with huge sums of money as those write-offs Frank just mentioned would indicate. And I think uh, Marcello here took what was a gigantic loss and made it a little bit less of a loss. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit, much less of a loss than it would have been otherwise. So I kind of feel like maybe behind the scenes, he said, dude, I just helped you like save some face here, throw a billion my way, call it even. I think something like that might've happened and it wasn't intended to become this big publicized, you know, thing, I think it was sort of a backdoor deal, or at least he thought it was a backdoor deal. And uh, well, at least he thought it was a deal. It turned <laughs> out to be neither of those things, neither backdoor nor a deal. Yeah. I, I still can't fathom it. You know, they, the one example, the one article uses is that Elon Musk got 6.6 .6 billion last year or two years ago. Uh, yeah, and that's irrelevant. a hard comparison to make because Elon Musk owns a significant chunk of Tesla for starters. I think they put that comparison in the article strictly for search engine optimization purposes. It has to be, right? <laughs> Let's name drop Elon Musk. I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it really does not make a lot of sense. I mean, I granted, I'm sure he's worth having a, a hundred million dollar, $200 million bonus paid out over a couple of years, maybe stock options, which is what a lot of people get. Yeah. Anchoring effect. 
well, one to two hundred million dollars now seems reasonable because well, you're well, preparing it to a billion. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you look at it, though, like like Tim Cook got a seven hundred and fifty million dollar stock option back in twenty eleven. That's not vested, or sh- I, I thought it was vested after ten years. I I, I could be wrong, uh, but that's a stock option. No, that's not cold hard. Cash, right, it's not cash. Right, that's a difference, and I think that's what I'm, you know I'm going with is that the stock option. Is is different. It's now you have to take it in the year it's awarded, right? So like they had to pay a lot of money on on that tax, or like I know. How do you even price that? Like seven hundred and fifty million in at its current valuation or at its two thousand eleven valuation? I think it was at its two thousand eleven is when he was taxed because he had to pay a, okay. a big tax on that. But nonetheless, it's like that's that was one of the biggest awards ever to a non owner type situation. Like you know he's mm-hmm. not. He's not a founder, right? Yeah. I mean, he owns some stock, but not like, you know, yeah, owner, so do, founder. So, so do we, so does everybody. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things to look at. Whereas, you know, Elon Musk, while he didn't found Tesla, he did buy into him relatively early and turned them into who they are. That's a pretty big deal. Cause when he took over Tesla, they were using Lotus bodies and putting batteries and electric motors in and turning mm-hmm. those into it. And, you know, it was kind of cool, but you know, it was niche and he yeah. got at the idea of we need to really ramp that up. But again, you look at these folks like Jamie Dimon's another example. Jamie Dimon, he gets ridiculously high pay. He's one of the highest compensated CEOs out there. Again, non-founder, non-owner founder CEO. He just got a massive pay, but he's still less than, he's actually less than Tim Cook when you really compare it to the profits. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure the guy deserves a, a good healthy bonus, but there, there are times that you have to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. And I think one of these articles touched into something that was quite interesting, right? The idea that because SoftBank's a Japanese company and tremendous payouts, so this is what the article is saying, tremendous payouts executives are not looked kindly upon. So making these huge payments, that also has implications, right? You have to think of the cultural elements of this too. If you were to pay out a huge number like that, how would the stock market react? in Japan how uh, for the SoftBank stock or how would the other executives react? How would, how would the, the country react and what, what would the repercussions be for that? And that's the biggest question I, I keep coming back to when it comes to the debate about executive uh, salaries and bonuses is what's the point? We're talking sums of money that you couldn't try to spend in your entire lifetime. Why get yourself into such hot water over over this like you don't need the money you can't use the money wouldn't you rather have people like like you and not have the world see you as like a greedy troll like, well he's probably a grandiose narcissist or something along those lines yeah but grandiose narcissists want people to respect them that's true but they also want people to they also want to be in the news right so there might be an element yeah. of he's getting a lot of attention he's you know what, status it. and money is status like yeah. it's yeah you know See if we can get him on the show yeah, there we go. I keep thinking though, $2 billion, $1 billion. You're right. It's, you're never going to spend that money in a lifetime. And not only that, he's also got a, um, a non-compete apparently in his contract. So he couldn't even like poach employees or anything for a few years. But the other element is that they, I saw in one of the articles is that he's going to get a really healthy payout by leaving and it, in, in the magnitude of a couple hundred million or something like that. So it's not like he's, leaving poor <laughs> no i don't think he went in poor and i don't think he's leaving any worse off than he went in i think i think Quite he's the opposite yeah i think he's significantly better off yeah here here's another example right so going back to WeWork, 
um, Adam Newman, who found that company, they, they pushed him out because, you know, WeWork was, I mean, that whole fiasco was just insane. There was the a whole quote, unquote, yeah. well, they quote unquote, a tech company. You're like, you're, you're leasing office space and temporary types of things. There's no tech there. There's nothing that you can really do in the way they were doing it. That was creating that tech company style valuations, right? It just, it was ludicrous. And there's creepy as hell. Oh, if anyone hasn't yeah. jumped down that rabbit hole yet, I, I recommend it. Well, you can also listen to our cults episode where we kind of yes. bring that up. That's a little true. Bit. We did, didn't we? Yeah. We did. So, but Adam Newman, they they basically paid him two billion dollars to get out. However, Adam Newman actually owned the freaking company. Right. You know, there, Again, there's something comparable. to the, yeah, yeah. You got to compare apples to apples, right? Yeah. I don't know. I it just boggles my mind a little bit. The I mean, you know, there's there's a way to do this reasonably. If he feels like he you should have listened to our episode on how you should get a pay raise, mm. right? And I, I don't know. It, the reason why we're doing breaking news on this is that this is truly one of those moments of this is next level. This is something that, yeah, you kind of get the chaos with Elon Musk getting a $6.6 billion payout or you know, Larry Ellison at some point was getting paid out ridiculous money or Steve Jobs was getting you know big money when Disney bought Pixar. And that made him the largest individual shareholder in, in Disney. And it was what, $7 billion or something like that. I don't, I don't remember the number, but you know, again, it's because these guys actually owned and made these things and turned them into what they are and then got their fruits of their labors from that. I don't think I've ever heard of an executive being paid that kind of money that they didn't have significant ownership stake or found the company at any point. I mean, this, yeah. these numbers are just, I mean, Tim Cook got $750 million in options, but that was rolled out over a longevity bonus. It's like, you have to stay here and you have to, because it's an option, he has a strike price he has to hit. It has to yep. hit a certain valuation, which I would say, given that when he received, I don't know what the Apple valuation was in 2011. Uh, it'll hit the strike price. <laughs> He's uh, well into the money at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, because what was their valuation? Okay, so their market cap in 2011 hit $337 billion. So about 10 times today. Right. They've almost hit $3 trillion, or they tickled $3 trillion. They did, briefly. Yeah. Okay. $750 million when you created $2.7 trillion of valuation. Right. That's a drop in the bucket. bucket. <laughs> yeah. It's not even around a yard. I can't. I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't either. In fact, I'm going to take this opportunity to announce my uh, departure from the business paradox. Frank and I have agreed to a $700 million buyout. See you guys later. Woohoo. I'm retiring. Take care, everybody. No, you're buying me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. I don't, I, uh, I have to pay you out over 700 million years. 70 lifetimes. This, this <laughs> Dollar a, a year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. goodness. Good day, folks. Take care. The Busyness Paradox is distributed by Paul Harvey and Frank Butler. Our theme music is adapted from It's Business Time by Jermaine Clements and Brett McKenzie. Our production manager is Justin One Take. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love to hear from you. Please send any questions, comments, or ideas for future episode topics to input at busynessparadox.com or find us on Twitter. Also, be sure to visit our website, busynessparadox.com, to read our blog posts and for links to the articles and other resources mentioned in today's show. Finally, please take a moment to rate and follow or subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or, I don't know, wherever the heck you get your podcasts.